0: Welcome to the Wildly Confident Podcast, where we discuss all the ways to help you get more confident, make more money, and get the results you want in your life stacked. I'm Katherine Wisner, your host. I'm a certified life coach through the Life Coach School and the creatrix of my own multi-million dollar business. Hey, welcome back to the Wildly Confident Podcast. I'm back on here chatting with you about... The confidence, my three confidence elixirs or tonics or keys, or I'm just having so much fun playing around with words right now um, about which one I like the best. I kind of think it's like a little mix of all of them potion, confidence potion. You ready for the ingredient, the second ingredient, my dear? Well, first, before I tell you that, I just want to share with you some of the reasons you might be stuck with doing this work. Why it can be hard to do on your own, why I think it's so important to hire a coach? I think coaches are invaluable. you know not only am i am I a coach, but I've had plenty of coaches in the past, and I know I never would have been able to get where I am now without uh, to this level without having a coach. Coaches help you like in my mind quantum leap like it it might take me instead of it taking me, like my entire life and me having this realization on my like deathbed about stuff. I'm having it now and I'm able to really enjoy the result of having that energy, that vibration of being really confident, being radically confident, being sovereignly confident right now. And I'm 40 years old. I'm 40 freaking years old and I feel fabulous. And I'm just so grateful for everyone that has supported me along my in my life. And I'm grateful that I took the chance on hiring a coach uh, when I was younger and it's just been like, ever. It's, it has helped me step into my full power. And yeah, I mean, you can probably listen to some of my other podcasts when I talk about hiring my first coach in my 20s, when I, I just hired like a straight business coach, because I was having so much drama at my work. <laughs> of course, drama in my own brain, right? Because drama, when we say there's drama, y'all, it's always in our own brain. And then we project it out on other people. Our thoughts and our beliefs manifest our reality. So when we're having drama, it just means that we have some internal, when we think drama is going on, we have some internal work to do and learning to find peace and calm within us. And it doesn't mean there's not some effed up things going on in the world, right? There are. That's what I call like the collective manifestation of shit. But we have to learn how to disconnect from it internally. We get to learn our own sovereignty so we have a choice and can figure out how to kind of disconnect from it. So it's not controlling us. And the more you disconnect from it, the less power it has. And eventually it might just like disappear. There might be enough people who have disconnected from it and have moved on to a different belief system that that thing just comes crap, like burns in one day. It's like gone, poof, disappeared. Anyway. Okay. So why, why you might be stuck on feeling more confident, getting confident, the top reason, well, there's not a top reason, but in my, I guess my opinion, I guess I do have thoughts about this. Um, the The top reason why you might be stuck is just really your own beliefs and thinking. It is, I've said this before, but your thoughts, you know, my teacher, my coaching teacher, you know, at the Life Coach School, Brooke Castillo, I'm LCS certified. She has this great model that she came up with. that's really simple to follow, but it's really just ancient wisdom, right? You've heard this like a thousand different ways in lots of different ancient wisdom teachings. So you probably heard something like this. It's just the way that Brooke has done it in the model is like really easy for our linear, the way our brains have been trained to read things in our education system. It's very linear. It's very simple to do. And it's basically that your thoughts, right? Your thoughts, your beliefs create your emotions and your emotions create your actions and your actions create your results. So simple, right? It's your thoughts really that create your results. It's your beliefs that create your results. We are always creating our reality. We are always manifesting our reality. Let me give you an example here from a client of mine, but she has a thought that she isn't good enough, doesn't think other people like her the way she is. She needs to be different in order to be liked. That when she has that thought, she feels rejected. When she feels rejected, what are her actions she's going to take? She's going to not show up. She is uh, people pleasing. She's changing the way she is if she does show up. So she's showing up like out of inauth- the, uh, inauthenticity. She's feeling like not very good inside when she's showing up. So she's restraining herself. She's playing small. And what is the result? She's basically rejecting herself, right? She's proving to her own self that she's, you know, rejectable, (laughs) right? Instead of owning that, like, you can never be rejected. Well, in fact, I guess the only way that you can be rejected is when you reject yourself. Like, that's the pain of all of this. We always think it's something outside of us that other people are rejecting us. But in truth, it's because you're rejecting yourself. That's what feels so bad. It's always coming from, the call is always coming from inside of the house. One of my old coaches used to say that years ago, and it's always stuck with me from the movie Scream. <laughs> the call is always coming from your own brain. The, the thing that feels so bad is always internally coming from you. Otherwise, it wouldn't feel so bad. You're kind of believing it. And that's how we, we create and we manifest this stuff. In our own lives, when we're feeling rejected, when we feel like we're not worthy, when we feel like people don't like us, and we're in that feeling of rejection, we're going to be taking actions that are going to make us feel even more rejected. Right? We're rejecting our authentic nature, and we're trying to change in order for someone else to like us. When you know, one, we don't know if that person will like us or not. That's in their brain. We can't. We can't ever control anyone else. That's a big freaking lie. the freaking lie that we but women have been sold that if we're nice and good and all these other stupid things on this list that like people will like be nice to us or something like we shouldn't just like people shouldn't just be inherently nice to us because we're another human being that we have to be a certain way in order to be likable bananas people (laughs) I unhook from that story in the matrix it's not serving you how does that make you feel right probably like you can't be yourself when you, when you feel like you can't be yourself, you're rejecting yourself. That's just going to feel crappy. Anyway, so that is the number, like in my opinion, the number one thing that I do with people. We work on shifting your beliefs and thinking, and all of us have unique brains. Like I could say, like, there's some general overarching social conditioning stories that a lot of women have, but they manifest in different ways they manifest in different ways in all of my clients. I've never seen anything be identical or exactly the same. There's always a different thought that's driving all the reasons why they are stuck right now. And that's why we have to get really specific. And again, why working with a coach is so baller and so next level. Um, The other two reasons I see why people are stuck around their confidence is programming and social conditioning Yes, the matrix that we're all surrounded by that I always just say like the external matrix around us is a culmination of all our different belief systems kind of coming together. And there can be a lot of pressure from that system, especially when we're young and we don't have good boundaries and it kind of like enmeshes with us. And so it's so important. Again, like the first key to all of this is getting to know yourself and create awareness and boundaries and figure out like, where do I end and something else begins? Where do I end and that other person begins? How do we unmesh ourselves from some of this social conditioning that isn't serving me, isn't in alignment with what I believe in? Okay. And then the third piece is just has to do with being human and the way that your brain is wired. It's wired towards negativity bias and Uh, we work with that in this stage. (laughs) This stage I'm going to be talking to you about today, this magic elixir I'll be talking to you about today, really speaks to this particular place people get stuck. Our brains are just more likely to attach to negative things and worry about negative things and see the negative, especially if it's also like really like the social conditioning around us as well. That matrix is super negative, in my opinion. It's, it's like, let me tell you about all the bad things that can happen. I mean, just like look at TV shows and look at the programming, like how many shows are about like murder, people getting hurt, bad things happening, right? And then how many shows are about good things happening? <laughs> like that alone goes to tell you what the external matrix is. And learning how to disconnect from that, even that piece, that's a big deal. Or actively seeking out positive news, which exists just as much as negative news. But how often do we hear about positive things? Not very much, because our brain is wired for negativity bias. Like we want to find, we seek out the negative. We're we're drawn to the negative because of our survival brain. We want to make sure we're going to survive. But Lord knows, we. This is one of those things that. Gosh, I'm like all about brain evolution here, but I'm I'm really hoping this just keeps getting more and more of the volume on this just keeps getting more and more turned down. And we keep turning up the volume on the good news, the good things happening, the possibilities, the dreams, the inspirations, because negativity bias will get you stuck worrying about all these things that are just like never gonna happen and aren't gonna kill you anyway. I know you've heard probably some of these stories about negativity bias, but like there's no saber tooth tiger anymore around the corner gonna eat you. There's not a lot of stuff anymore, at least in the country that in the United States where I live, where they're like actual primal, like life and death threats. But yet, a lot of these things trigger you into that sort of fight, flight, freeze response. And it's gonna get you stuck in this cycle with that cultural matrix that wants to draw you into that stuff. Because when you're drawn into it, you're supporting it, right? And it wants to be supported. It wants to be supported. It wants to grow bigger. It wants to dominate. It wants to maintain, right? But we know it's possible to break free from it and for new things to grow and for old things to change. I I said this before, but like you just think about women's uh, women's liberation rights, right? How did women get the vote? How did women get the right to get divorced? How did women get the right for birth control? Y'all, that didn't just like that wasn't in that, that matrix out there. Some people had to say like, hey, the current matrix around us, the current manifestation around us, this giant like hodgepodge of systemic institutional uh, manifestation around me doesn't work. I'm going to detach from that and I'm going to start like, there's a value in me that says like, I have the right to do this. Like I'm a sovereign being. I have the right to vote, right? I have the right to pick my partner in life. I have the right to take birth control right we take those things for granted now but you have to think back when women were start, first start believing that they had that right to do that right it was one woman and then the second woman believed it, and then the third right and then they started getting together and gathering and slowly people are disconnecting from the idea that like they didn't have that right and that's how change happens and so this is why this work on like a bigger level is so important if you want to see big changes in the world and it, and like for me being a mother I mean, I want some things to change for my, for my children, for, my, for them to have a better life than I, like have less struggles, less of the struggles I've had. Like that is so important to me. It's so important to me. And nonviolence is so important to me. And I really see this work as one of the keys to having more um, nonviolence in the world. And another thing that's really important to me is safety, that everyone can feel safe in this world. It just blows my mind that we have iPhones, right? But, but at the same time, some people don't feel safe. Like what? <laughs> how, how is like these two things existing in the same world together? My brain is breaking thinking about it. But anyway, these are some of the drivers of why I do this work. And some of the things that might fuel you is you're thinking about why do I want to be more confident? What is being more confident actually going to achieve for me? Okay, so our brain's wired to be negative, and so it's just good. Here's how we deal with this. We notice it. We we tap in. We realize that like the brain can be negative, and we need to find space there. We need to find space. We need to come into our higher self, our executive thinking self. It's what people call the scientist brain, where they're just observing, where they're detaching from the emotional reaction they're having and getting some space in between the part of them that's in the survival mode that's freaking out about something they're seeing and coming back into their higher truth about their their real reality what they really desire from this life what they desire to see in this life for themselves for their kids okay so we come back when we're stuck in that negativity bias not only do we 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 Practice positive thoughts on purpose, but we also have boundaries around what sort of negative information we're going to let in from the external world, from that external matrix. We're going to put up some good boundaries there, right? We talk about this in the coaching with me, but we figure out like what feels good, what doesn't, how do we create those boundaries and we create a system so you can make it a habit because none of this stuff is going to do any good unless you make a habit of it. Okay. You have to become habitual with it. You have to weave it into you. Doing something for a week, two weeks isn't going to last typically. Like on average, they say it's 66 days to form a new habit. Some of them are going to take a lot longer. Yeah, some of them can take shorter. But honestly, I mean, that's why I work with people for 12 weeks. Like we have to take time to weave this stuff in in a conscious way so it sticks, so you can continue to have those exponential you know, co- quantum results happen when we're done co- um, coaching, like you continue on this growth trajectory. And it, you don't have to be thinking about all the time. It's as easy as remembering to brush your teeth every day or take a glass, take, take, drink some water, right? It just becomes part of your design part of your nature. Okay, so now I'm going to get on to the, um, the elixir, this quantum elixir key number two, number two. It's all about learning to like Yourself. So, first key we talked about getting to know yourself, like just getting to know what you like, what you don't like, what's you, what's not you, right? All of those things, boundaries, awareness, like all the juiciness of the knowing, all the juiciness of getting really intimate with yourself. And then we come to the point where we we have an idea of what that is. We have a general idea, idea and then we say, well, what do we like and what do we not like about this? Where are we in self judgment and resistance to our own self? Wow, right? <laughs> I promise you there will be some. This is what we call shadow work. <laughs> this is why we have our shadow and the shadow is there for growth. It's for change. It's like it's a beautiful catalyst. And it doesn't have to be icky and painful to to look at it. But if we avoid it, it's gonna end up sabotaging us over and over again. This is how we end up in pat like these repetitive, shitty patterns that we're like, why do I keep attracting in these assholes? Or why come on I, I can't why can't I just make more money? Why am I always at this pay level? like all of those things are because you don't like a part of you and you're avoiding it and sometimes we don't even know what that part of us is. That's why we have to first do the first step in this stuff and then we have to figure out like what the hell is this and I'm not even saying you need to love it, okay? notice how I said like. <laughs> Absolutely, like at the end of this process, you're going to get more and more into unconditional love for yourself. But we're trying to like, I'll even bring you to a neutral place for it before we move into like, and I have a number of practices I do with my clients um, to get them into a state of liking, liking, and it's going to include a number of things on why you're stuck, it's going to include understanding how your brain is wired it's gonna it's gonna be part of dealing with your programming and your social conditioning and of course your own specific beliefs and thinking that you have. That's why coaching so powerful because when you were stuck in your own shit, so to speak, there's this like little analogy. I think it's a Buddhist story about this guy who's been sitting in his own shit and he's been sitting in it for so long he can't smell it. <laughs> it's So good, and you know that's why a coach will come to you and be like, hey look, you're like, this smells, not all of you, but this part of this part smells like you are sitting in your own shit. And you're like, what do you mean? And, and you won't even know it. It's, it's because you've been in it like your whole life or since you were a kid, you won't even know that you're sitting like you're sitting in the shit that's creating the negative results in your life that you don't want. And so having a third party come in and be like, hey, like you're sitting in the shit. Like, let me show you. Let me help you shift your mind to you. Like, let me help you out of that so we can take a, t- a look back and you can see what's going on here. And let's talk about getting out of that situation, right? Let's talking about getting out of the shit. Oh my gosh. The amount of times that I have been in the shit on things and didn't even know it. Ah, and when someone pointed it out to me, I was like, I mean, like with love and kindness, right? Like it's not meant out of trying to shame you or you be in self-judgment. It's normal for all of us to be in our own shit. It's just normal for us not to be aware of it. It's just normal. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have a human brain, you have sat in your own shit before and you know you you might be right now. Just a normal human predicament. No problem. There are tools for getting you out of it. And that's, it's totally fine, right? We don't need to like be worried about it. So have fun thinking about this key. When you know some of the the assets, some of the things about yourself, make a list, right? Like I know I'm like this, like, for me, let me tell you a few things I know about myself. I know I really like brownies. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what I'm thinking about right now. But that's like on a very surface thing, right? I know I like being talked to in a certain way. I know I like wearing very vibrant colors. I know I'm super smart and super funny. I know what sort of people I like to be around. It's just like a hell yes or a hell no. And I have an inner knowing inside of me. I just freaking know it. I know what clients to work with. Like I can tell in a consult call that this is definitely going to work for us or I can tell them if it's not. And if it's not, I'm totally okay with saying this isn't going to work. I know that I'm going to be okay no matter what, that I don't need to worry about my safety or my health or money. I know that I have so much inside of me that even if I lose everything today, I can recreate it. I know that. I know that about myself. So I know a lot of things about myself and you can write this stuff down. I also know that I can be pretty judgmental of myself on certain days, not every day, but some days. And this is where we get to the like portion, right? A lot of the things I just mentioned in the front end are easy to like. (laughs) When you think about the self-judgment, right? I'm like, ah, I wish I could just get over that. But you know what? That is kind of like the wiring of a lot of our brains that we're just going to have this judger inside of us, this critic. And we don't want to be in resistance to it because when you're in resistance to it, you're going to be fighting it. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be fighting your own shadow instead of being like, I see you, self-judgment, I see you critic, judger, whatever you want to call your self-judgment. I see you worried about something. And I get it. Like I love you for being worried about me, and let's write out what you're worried about and then let's tap in with higher self, right? Let's come in in the scientist's brain. Let's observe this stuff to see, do we really need to be worried about this? Is there something I can do to help you critic, judger not be worried, right? I can like my judger right? I'm not in resistance to myself. What I'm doing is that I'm accepting that I have a self-critic inside of me, just by nature. There's nothing I can do about that. Like I can't erase them. They're going to be there no matter what, just because of my human brain. And sometimes my critic can actually give me some really valuable information too. So I'm really grateful for them. And I know how to, I know how to be in flow with my critic, and I can tell you like on the days that I'm even on, my, in like this, like my critic, my self judger is really showing up like raging. <laughs> like I can be like, well, this is just one of those days. And I know tomorrow it might not be one of those days, right? We all ebb and flow. And maybe today is not a good day to do things that my critics really judgmental. And maybe I should do these other things that might doesn't really bother my critic. So I also learned to flow. I'm not super rigid with stuff because I always know that my emotions are changing from day to day. I always know when I go to bed, my brain like just resets. Snap. I love sleep. (laughs) Sleep is such a blessing. It's one of like, it's beyond like one of the greatest gifts, but yeah, for so many reasons. Anyways, I hope you enjoy hearing about this, the second part of the elixir, the second key to helping you get, uh, get more confident. And I will be back next week. Bye. I am so glad you joined us this week. And as a reminder, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. Please use your guidance and judgment when making any sort of changes to your life that are best for you. Thanks so much.